Hello. And welcome to the Tony Awards. Tony with an I, Dina. The podcast where we go through the entire filmography of Adina Menzel, except only the interesting ones. And today we are discussing Glee season three. But before we begin, we have two very special guests to introduce Brandon Sargent. Hello. And Lily Chasen. Hello. So Adina's art for Glee season three is basically about her being a better show choir director than Mr. Schuster, but does it lead her to victory at sectionals? No, because Ryan Murphy wants us all destroyed. Let's get into it. <laughs> yeah. So Sam, you personally, you said you never watched past season two of Glee um, in the initial time of your life that you watched it, right? I actually remember the last episode of Glee I saw ever while it was airing was Asian F which is the second oh episode that we had to watch for today. I wish that I could say that I stopped watching Glee because it was racist, but I think that I might have been just as racist in 2009. Coming back to it, I honestly think that season three is a great season. So we only watched the Adina episodes for this today, which was six episodes in total. But yeah. Lily, what is your journey with Glee? I'm very curious. <laughs> um, okay. I remember so vividly when the very first episode ever aired like a few months before the actual season Mm -hmm. and I watched it with my entire family and it was the hugest, most exciting thing for me and my gay family. (laughs) Um, So we were thrilled. Um, And then I watched up until season four I think I I think I did all of the first three seasons stopped lost it and then I just decided to rewatch the whole entire thing and exactly the same thing happened I stopped at the beginning of four I really think that Glee took a turn for the worse in season four because I've only seen one episode of Glee season four it's the one where they think there's a school shooting but actually Becky the girl with down syndrome just set off a gun by accident and I was like, this is evil. Like, the this Ryan Murphy sold his soul to the devil yeah. in between seasons three and four, I think. You know why? It's because he started, like, he can only focus on one show at a time. And he started American Horror Story at the end of season three. Oh. Well, oh, really? do you want to know? Do you want to know an American Horror Story tidbit? The kitchen that Santana comes out to her grandma in, in this season, yes. is Constance's kitchen from American Horror <gasps> oh, Story season one. Oh my God. I knew it looked familiar. Mm-hmm. Were they filming at the same time? I don't know. They I just saw it on the Glee. Oh, I wish just wow. Lang played Santana's grandma. <laughs> oh my God. Imagine. In brown face. I, I do have to yes. say that oh I God. think I my extent of how far I watch Glee I truly have no idea because I always say like a certain end point but then I'll see an episode from after and I'm like I've seen mm-hmm. this already yeah so I don't really yeah. know I think I stopped around New York like after they moved to New York and then um but I will say like I used to have like burned CDs in my car and like I had a bunch of Glee ones and almost like there were so many songs from the episodes we watched so I feel like this was probably my favorite season when I was mm. watching it back in the day there are some the best really, songs, yeah. Some really good songs. The, the Adele mashup. The Ooh! iconic Adele mashup. Oh, oh so also, Brandon, good. you were really, really into um the 
Who Run the World girls. Oh my yes. god. I watched when I watched that the other night, I was like, like it was like a masterpiece. Yeah. Like all the choreography. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, like, that that show must have been insane to film. Like the number yeah. of dances, the number of numbers they do. It's like holy like that was like a like a high school musical finale, like a full movie, the run the world one. Yeah. So if we want to get into it chronologically, yeah. um, Idina's arc on season three starts with episode two, I Am Unicorn, in which she returns to McKinley High as a nonspecific substitute teacher. <laughs> slash and coach for the of, classes that of one person. Yeah. And for club. the classes that every single person from the Glee Club are all in together. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was my favorite part of high school was definitely being classes with all of my friends for yeah. all nine periods. Yeah. <laughs> and also never no one else in, by this, in the entire school is relevant at all uh-huh. in any. Mm-hmm. Can I just yeah. say, I'm very, I'm a fan of season two the most. Season three, mm-hmm. I didn't remember that much. I don't remember a lot from after this group of episodes in season three. I know Quinn mm-hmm. is briefly in a wheelchair. At- <laughs> Right. But she sings I'm still um, standing with Artie yeah. ironically. Um, <laughs> but I want to say oh. regardless I kind of thought while I did chaotically enjoy this group of episodes I'm kind of just confused about why they decided to do um a school election at the same time as a school musical at the same time as two conflicting glee clubs. It's just a lot. It's a lot for them to deal with as yeah. as teens and I just don't not to and mention their college Queen, admissions yeah, mm-hmm. and Quinn's psychotic motherhood storyline is Quinn just Quinn is off the a rails. crazy person this season. I think she's really my is. favorite part. I think she was my favorite part of this group of episodes. I love her pink hair. I, I love it when she laughing. joins the skanks. I love it when they drown a random girl in the yeah. toilet yeah. <laughs> to get her lunch money. And, and then Adina like takes it from spoon. Quinn. Yes. I, oh, I, my God. I think I laughed at every single line Quinn said this entire <laughs> Group of episodes. She Diana just has so much conviction. She's always just like, "I am gonna be a mother. I'm gonna steal my daughter back." Like, just like She's devious. Like, We're going to raise this baby, you and me, Puck. Like, my favorite thing too is that in her mind, the way adoption works is that when the adoptive mother is deemed unfit, it goes back to you. Yeah, yeah. just like automatically. <laughs> She's like, I called CPS. They're going to take the baby away from Adina Menzel and just give her right back to us. Like, as if CPS yeah, has ever done anything teens. in their entire lives. Yeah, and, and then she's also, also like, I'm going to go to Yale School of Drama, even though I've never been in a play my whole life. Yeah. Like, what? I love it's no Niata. Yeah, it's no Niata. I'm but not a great singer. <laughs> I do appreciate the fact that um, they this show admits that Juilliard doesn't have a musical theater program. Yeah. Because High School Musical 3 could have learned something from that. Let's just, mm-hmm. just <laughs> put that on the table. But, hey. Well, Juilliard um, yeah. also accepted four students from the same high school. So. From yeah. East High. So good. From oh, East High. <laughs> I'm excited for Niata to accept two students from the same. I assume that Kurt and Rachel both get in. Don't tell me if they don't. They do. Yeah. Well, I have to say, going back a little bit, 
to our when people stopped watching Glee. I already said on the pod we did before about season one, but I <clears throat> never watched an episode of Glee until I watched like all of it after Cory Monty died. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really notice the drop off in quality. For me, it was always chaotic. Um, but I wonder why everyone stopped watching the like at the exact same time. Yeah, well, I don't who, know. Who's the original cast? Maybe. I mean, mm-hmm. they're still in it, but I I know what you mean. But it's like it's weird because they bring on all these new people, and then when they got bad reviews for that, they just like drop them all halfway through season five. It's actually really funny. Oh my god. Um, and then the last season's actually pretty watchable. I would recommend it. I want to see what happens with, so I know that we're skipping around, but in season three, we get introduced to a new character named Rory Flanagan. He's oh. an Irish exchange student who won the Glee Project. So they give him two songs in his first episode, and then he never does anything ever again yeah. <laughs> for the next, like, three months. Lily, you watched the Glee Project, right? Yeah, and that's why the Glee Project is the biggest scam in history. Yeah. Because it was such a good show. Like, maybe my favorite TV show of all time. (laughs) (laughs) And everyone who wins, it's like, oh, you have a huge eight-episode arc. You're going to be the next Glee star. And Rory Flanagan is is what we get. And you who, just do was it. he Irish in real life? Yes. I think so. Yeah. He just does the most listless cover of It's Not Easy Being Green. But oh. it's so depressing. It's bad. And, and boring. When he's getting lunch in the lunchroom singing it, and like everyone's cutting him in line oh to get God. their trays, and he's just so sad. Can you imagine if he won the Glee Project and then that was your big solo right. they gave you? That song. Who else was on the Glee Project? Wasn't it um, the guy, the white guy with dreads? Right? Yes. Um, was Sugar on it or no? No. Sugar Kata? Sugar rocks. Sugar. Yes. Sugar is so good. Sugar sugar rocks. Sugar yeah, everything Kata. she says, she goes, no, I think it's, what is her name? Sugar Kata. Sugar, Sugar Mata. Sugar Mata. Sugar Kata. Every time I've said sugar, every time I've said sugar Kata today, Jake's eyes have glazed over and I'm like, is it wrong? And you're just not <laughs> telling me. And I, I didn't want to say anything. Was. I correct, I correct people too often. I love how often Adina's Long Island accent comes out in this season, particularly. She always refers to Sugar's dad as Almada. And then when she when she first appears, Will is like making coffee in a Keurig and Adina comes up from behind him and goes, do you still make a mean cup of coffee? It's like, I love the way you guys talk. It's... I also just couldn't believe like- You Long Islanders. As we've already said, how random it was. Like they didn't give her a very convincing reason to return to McKinley High. And no, then no, like no. Mr. Shu also has no reaction to her. He's just like, oh, what are you doing here in the teacher's lounge? And she's yeah. like, um, this is why. And then he's like, all right. He sits down, he goes, he goes, I'm concerned about Rachel. Dina's right. just like, I'll talk to her. And then she doesn't. No, she but sings West Side sing Story together. with her. They oh my do God. sing West Side Story together. I love that scene though, when oh. they sing um, somewhere. I'm. But they're holding oh hands. It is like the corniest thing. But it's Rachel's story. It is. Rachel goes, I almost had to go to therapy because of you. Like Almost. 
Oh, yeah. No. And then Adine is going, I played Maria 18 times. <laughs> you absolutely did not. She did. I wrote that down for sure. Um, My biggest complaint that- for the West Side Story subplot is that Rachel should have just sucked it up and done an offensive accent. Yeah. Because she's singing these, like, because Maria sings in, like, borderline broken English, and it only makes sense if she's singing it with, like, a a Puerto Rican accent. And Mm. Rachel is just, like, getting out there, and she's like, oh, no, Anita, no, Anita, no. It isn't true, not for me. It's like when Marymount (laughs) did Polaroid stories, and all the people were having to play, like, homeless people living in the subway, and they're like, I like to do meth. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm so sure. I also, think the just... um, no, you. Go. <laughs> I was gonna say. I think my biggest complaint also about the West Side Story thing was, I feel like it was both like I feel like Kurt's storyline with the auditioning was actually kind of like progressive and like an issue that wasn't really talked about a lot. But then it was completely also Mercedes' entire arc this season oh. was like fully colorblind. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. this whole thing, this whole arc is literally, like, first of all, they say it'll be more exciting to have Mercedes play, um, Mm -hmm. what's her name in the the musical? Maria. And then just, like, even her, like, living in the shadow of Rachel, I feel like it was so, it could have been so much more, um, it could have been done so much better, but they just made it seem like she was a diva for no reason. Yeah. And it's like yeah, with every complaint that Mercedes has, it's like she's right. Yeah. Exactly. It is the, I hate the way they treat her in this arc. Yeah. So it in, is so gaslighty. It's mm-hmm. horrible. And like, and Will is yelling at her for Will like getting sick during rehearsal. Big. Will, Will is the worst person on the planet Earth. So well, yeah. yeah. He starts booty camp, which is boot camp for the Glee members who can't dance. Horrible. And he Horrifying. calls out like also that horrible. never went anywhere. That never went anywhere. Yeah. It was of course. It was just that their sectionals dancing was like a little bit better. So he so Will starts booty camp. He's like, if you can't dance, you have to come. Mike's gonna help me run it. And then Mercedes shows up late. And uh, I didn't write down anything specific. Oh, Will calls Mercedes crazy. She says, like, she says, you favor Rachel. And he goes, you're crazy. And then Mercedes goes, I've outgrown you and leaves. And I was like, yes. Yeah. Let's just just treat this and gaslight this like the only black woman and also like plus size person in your glue club who you constantly Mm -hmm. put down and... Like, no. I mean, Will I wasn't always... a huge fan of her, but now I am because I realized that the show made me originally think she was wrong about a lot of things she right. was wrong about. Yeah. Right. And especially, too, because of the fact that she never brings up, like, they could have written in or at least acknowledged her race, but I mm-hmm. feel like they never. the only time they did was when Will was like, you said you're Beyonce. And, like... Right. And they maybe yeah. they were like, oh, she, I don't know, like where, like the fact that she can't dance or what? Maybe like Ryan Murphy was like, okay, I avoided that one stereotype, so now I can just pretend she's not. 
It's, I think that the reason why race never gets brought up is because Ryan Murphy is a coward. Mm-hmm. Oh, and absolutely. Because Mercedes should have, like, Mercedes had the right to play the race card, quote unquote, so many more times than she actually does, if she does at all. Even though her character is written to be so, like, microaggression heavy. And I think that Amber yeah. Riley actually posted a TikTok about it like years after the fact saying that her character was laden with all these microaggressions and like stereotypical depictions and she was like well i got paid yeah mm-hmm. yeah i mean they do it with every race um yeah. also with i mean it's not exactly oh, asian the same, but they, they do it with asian people they also do it with um obviously oh with santana a little, um with Becky. not even i mean well the, <laughs> the fact that becky is I, I like Becky's character. It's complicated because obviously it's good that she's a character. She's a real well-rounded character. Like she exists enough, not well-rounded necessarily, but she's not, she's not just like there. Yeah. She's not but, quite a prop, but there are certain ways that she's talked about. That's something that I noticed. Yeah. It's the way they Beast talk about characters. as well. Yes. Mm. It's like Beast is probably one of the better characters mm. on the show in terms mm-hmm. of like, She's she's a great teacher. She she shuts Will down when he's being stupid, which I always appreciate. And she seems yeah. to have a really like grounded and good perspective on everything around her. She's a terrific educator, and yet every time she comes up, it's like Sue calling her Bill Dennehy or somebody making some comment about her weight. Even Adina is talking to her in the teacher's lounge, and she's like, "Good luck with your disgusting creamy pasta." And <laughs> Uh, it's like that could not have been fun for the actress yeah every single thing every character says to each other that's an insult is is um appearance related or about something they they can't change and it's also a lot of the actors are playing like they make race jokes to the characters who are not white yeah they make gay jokes to chris cole for all the time they make um like black jokes to it's just like it, it, it's that whole like you know 2000s era like oh it's like fine to joke about it because we're all we're making fun of everybody it's very right. obama era it's very yeah, like I mean, well if we have a is. if we have a black president then that means that racism's <laughs> over and we can joke about it as if it's not a thing anymore and with and the show's Santana- about being oppressed yeah so sorry they're just yeah. like oh we can joke about we can oppress them while we're you're oppressed. all minorities you're in yeah. glee club exactly. when <laughs> With Santana, what I find so nefarious about it, and so much of Santana's characterization is, like, extraordinary, but I feel like when she talks about, like, having grown up in Lima Heights and stuff, there's Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff that seems, like, racial, but then she'll attribute it to growing up in, like, a not-so-great area, which mm-hmm. seems cowardly it's on Ray Murphy's part. It's like, just just be like, I'm Latina. That's why I have razor blades in my hair. Don't say <laughs> that it's because you're from Lima Heights. Like, say it with your chest, Ryan Murphy. Just say that you're racist. Yes, say it with your chest, you pig. Well, and like also with her, of course, there's so much, so many like adult characters in the show that are accepting of the queer people on the show and then the one time they have the like negative coming out story it's with her abuela abuela and of course Mm. it's like it has to be a non-white adult being like i don't know i just feel like it was yeah stereotypical as well yeah 
Um, I do love the actress who plays Santana's grandma, though. She's mm, the yeah. grandma from Jane the Virgin. Yes. And she's so funny. As soon as she appeared, I was like, this woman rocks. Apparently, the whole Britannia storyline was just going to be a joke. Mm-hmm. But Naya Rivera like petitioned the writers to make it legit because she was getting all of these tweets and stuff from like lesbian youths. And she was like, this matters. So Aww. they ended up because when it yeah. first appears in the series and I think like in the premiere of like season two, I think there's some it, yeah, reference it's early. to Britney They and make Santana. a joke about like um, sleeping with each other and like, yeah. Very and I think that that's, that's part of what's so magical about Glee is that at one moment there will be this very genuine, like very earnest coming out scene. And then a minute later, Sue Sylvester is referring to Becky Jackson as a sophomore who waddled into her life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like honestly, 80% of the dialogue is, is like now unlistenable almost Mm -hmm. but then every now and then there's like a joke that makes me just laugh so hard yeah just because of the the delivery or something like it's it's such an odd it's such a chaotic mess also that's a television like sue i was saying to jake like sue sylvester needs her own spinoff oh yeah Yeah. she is just everything she says is so horrible but so when she says she's a uh she does does she seem like a friend of ellen Oh, yeah. oh my god and she plays um as we all know i've been watching criminal minds and she plays matthew gray boobler's <laughs> yes. mother in mm-hmm. that show and she's such an amazing like nice woman with schizophrenia and to go from that to watching this i was just like whoa yeah. but also, I mean, <laughs> also dave lynch like... is just amazing mm-hmm. she's so good she tweets love... like a boomer but she you know she is when she tweeted that she was voting for Amy Klobuchar in the primary, I like people were genuinely mad at her for that. And I'm like, I can't be like that was camp. Yeah, it was. And no one had more Klob energy than Sue Sylvester. Come on. Mm-hmm. Sue Sylvester absolutely would have voted for Amy Klobuchar. Oh my God. Well, speaking of voting, segue, Sue runs a congressional campaign against Bert Hummel. During which she drastically <laughs> misinterprets the level of power she'll have. She's like, once I'm elected, I'm going to suspend funding to public school arts programs in Ohio. Like, that's not <laughs> what you would do as a congressperson. I mean, if anyone could do it, Sue could. And, and everybody's running around the school being like, if Sue gets elected, she's going to cut funding to the arts. Like, no, she won't. She's going <laughs> to vote so, on a bunch of bullshit and then maybe have a viral moment on C-SPAN. And Will Schuster is like, I have to be the campaign manager for Bert Hummel. Oh so my God. Be safe. Like, <laughs> like stop then, infiltrating every part of these poor kids' lives, <laughs> Will. the worst Will, person. leave them alone. I want to watch, I want someone to fully edit Glee and just cut out every single Will scene, even if it doesn't make any sense. And we'll, I'll just watch every other scene. Okay, you know, on TikTok, all those things that are just like, what's something that's so sinister, but like wasn't meant to be? Name a, all those kinds of videos. 
every single one I see is Will Schuster. And I don't know if that's my specific um, algorithm that I've created for myself <laughs> or if every person on earth is just so terrified of him. When but I die. He sings Fix You to Emma. In- oh, while they're praying? In while they're Asian weirdly of- praying away her OCD yeah. or something? This was my favorite yeah. thing. Okay, so Will... Will gets so mad out of nowhere because he hasn't met Emma's parents yet. And he's like complaining to Beast about it and just being such a bitch. And Beast just like slams the table and is like, why don't you introduce yourself to her parents? And he's like, (laughs) oh, fuck, that's right. (laughs) And then he invites them over. And Emma's mom is Dr. Ocean. Yes, from the United States of Terra. And also from Dead to Me. And also and she's from in Desperate Housewives. Desperate Housewives. And Big Sky. She plays a serial killer's mom on Big Sky. Really? And they have a very unhealthy relationship. It's so she's amazing. She calls she's Emma great. freaky deaky and in reference to her OCD. And they're like ginger supremacists and they talk about how they only want Emma to reproduce with another ginger and Will calls them racist. Yeah. So I guess we were wrong. Ryan Murphy does know how to acknowledge race. But only when it's um, a minor group of white people. Will. White people being racist against other white people. Which is, and Irish. You know, that happens too. Uh uh, They push up Rory up against the locker and say go back to Mexico. Iconic. Mm. I was just waiting during the Will and Emma and her parents' dinner scene for one of them to say that the Irish were slaves, just to bring up that little mm-hmm. tidbit. Be like, and that's that why we won't worst. accept black waiters. That was the most crack-induced storyline. I've on Glee. Like, what the hell was that for? It's like it clearly was- I have nothing. I no idea what to do with Emma anymore. Also, as if there wasn't already enough going on to add that in out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. So Emma freaks out and starts praying at her bedside. (laughs) It's like, you know what I'm going to do to my severely mentally ill girlfriend who takes six hours to eat a tin of grapes is I'm going to fling her parents upon her without asking first. And so. then I'm going to sing Fix You to and her with my entire Glee club dressed in <laughs> a flowing white garb. That's oh one of those God. instances, though, is that, like, I kind of love and I also kind of hate how, like, certain musical numbers are, like, obviously fantasies, but some are also I think they're really all fantasy real. numbers. But they're all <laughs> also real, too, because they'll, like, reference them Yeah. later. They'll be like, remember True. when we did Fix You in the flowing white garb? True. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my, fa- my, my favorite part of Will bringing the Glee Club into his romantic relationship is when they win sectionals and he looks out at Emma into the audience and mouths, this was for you, and like blows her a kiss. Oh, God. They Meanwhile, are the she hasn't been seen in couple. weeks. They are the <laughs> grossest couple. She I deserves better than him. Yeah, also, I really like the actress. Love yeah. the revelation that John Stamos left her because she wouldn't fuck him. Oh, I, I forgot think... John Stamos. Yeah, yeah they John do Stamos Rocky is What was that? Together. Season two? Yeah. 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 And in season one, she dates the other coach, Pre Beast. 
Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't realize until yeah. until having to rewatch like later in my life how much uh, disbelief you must suspend to watch this show. So much. Like so literally much everything. Like the fact that they're of all things they're running for, not like a local off like they're running for Congress. And then like <laughs> every Bert wins. Like yeah. he wins yeah, Congress. And then as a not written brought- candidate. And then it's not brought up again. Yeah. <laughs> and and even before, like during the campaign, they're like, well, we're going to have to move to D.C. if I win Congress. Mm-hmm. And like Finn's going to have to yeah. take over the auto repair shop. And then so, it's not yeah. even it's revealed first that Sue lost. Mm-hmm. And then in the next scene, just like somebody parenthetically is like, oh, by the way, congrats to your dad, Kurt. Yeah. yeah, that's the most maddening thing about Glee is that these yeah, major storylines. <laughs> My favorite part of that storyline was when that, like, Sh- Sue's weird ad plays where she's like, Bert Hummel is married to a literal donkey. And it's a Photoshop <laughs> picture of him with a donkey. Yeah. And then Bert shuts it off and starts screaming at Will. He's like, hey, man, that was a really good political ad meant to tear yeah. me down. <laughs> you have to come up with something to combat it. I'm like, actually, I'm pretty sure that everybody's going to think that Sue is a paranoid schizophrenic. <laughs> I just like, like that's a terrible ad it's so maddening about Glee where it's like they spend so much time on like the dumbest plots and then in the next episode they'll just be like oh yeah that happened and it's over oh well and it's like what do you mean like when Santana's like oh I decided to rejoin Glee yeah uh, right. there's a, and then there's leave a, again there's a scene where Quinn like contradicts herself within a scene where she's like yelling at Puck. She's like, your pool cleaning business is bullshit. We live in Ohio, et cetera, et cetera. And then by the end of the scene, she's like, we can do it. We can raise Beth. You have your successful pool cleaning business and I have dyed pink hair. And I'm going to have another baby that's perfect. Oh my God, when she tries oh, yeah, to get Sam. him to put another baby in her and then he's like, I'm not going to do that. And she goes, well, then I'm just going to get knocked up by somebody else. <laughs> oh, like, if I can't have Beth, can do. I'm just going to make another one. And then she's yeah. like, actually, I'm going to go to Yale for drama. Right. Yeah. <laughs> all in six episodes, this all happened. And although yeah. I'm pretty sure the same episode that, or maybe after when Quinn decides she's, she just might casually apply to Yale. Like, I feel like earlier in that episode, or uh, Mike is like telling his dad that all the deadlines are over for everything. Oh, right, right. But then Quinn's just gonna last minute apply to Yale. And then Tina goes, oh, I actually applied to all these dance schools on your behalf. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's literally like when Rachel goes out to Adina and she's like, well, you write my letter of recommendation. I wrote it for you. Yeah. And then, and Adina's like, okay. And she just signs it. (laughs) (laughs) But then no, the, the sweetest thing was Rachel like hands her her resume and she's like, or maybe you could write your own version of it if you wanted. (laughs) Here's my resume. Yeah. I really liked the development of Adina and Rachel's relationship. Me too. I, I think mm. I wish that they spent more time on that than the baby storyline with her because yeah. mm-hmm. first of all, it got weird really fast and it ended very abruptly. Yeah. And I just... Mm-hmm. I really thought that Shelby would have a stronger departure 
from the show like that she would have no. a scene where she's like well the trouble tones lost sectionals so i'm gonna bow out like right <laughs> i'm Which, about like, to get in trouble for sleeping with a student so i might as well quit and hightail it on out of here uh-huh. and all of the all of the random kids that each group picks up to perform with them oh, just aren't invited to the super group <laughs> yeah. yeah like those four extra girls and then there's four extra random guys Idina did what nobody else could this season and started a separate glee club with all of the talented people, all of the talented people (laughs) of New Directions. And then I'm so mad. I know that they had to like lose sectionals, Mm -hmm. but it was so stupid. You know why they lost? They were robbed. They were literally better. Yeah, They lost because of those horrible dresses they were all wearing. And they that, like because I I hated the new directions outfits. Oh, I oh. hated the outfits. I hated I just everything said, they did. I hated ABC, the whole thing. A Michael Jackson medley? Are you Will Schuster me? was like, we just lost our only black member, our only Latina member. You know what mm-hmm. we're gonna do? A tribute to the Jackson Five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I love how they also just give the treble tones one song, but then there's a never ending oh, right. performance from the new directions. Right. Also, also, I could not I could not possibly imagine a worse name for a show choir than their direct competition at sectionals, the Unitards. <laughs> okay. Like, are oh, yeah. you trying to get bullied? Even though New Directions sounds like nude erections, Unitards nude, is the way they always say it too. Nude yeah. erections. But okay, that girl <laughs> in the Unitards, she was noticed that. <laughs> she's in the first Mm-hmm, episode which of the I season, which was, which was not part of what we're supposed to watch, but we watched it too. And um, just because I wanted she, to know what was up, I think she was Glee Project as well. She was, right? oh, she, she was, so and good. her and Rory mm-hmm. actually did a version of um, Teenage Dream together on the <gasps> Glee Project. This is Ooh. when they had to be sexy, and they did this Teenage Dream duet like rubbing frosting in each other's faces it was so hot rory freaks me out (laughs) rory yeah but but rory was a babe in the glee project like i was rooting for him and then he got on the show and i was like i've known so many irish people at this point it doesn't bother me anymore (laughs) but irish people don't bother you anymore (laughs) sam cut that out (laughs) no i love it (laughs) <laughs> Tell me more about your deal with Irish people. No, please. It's, I was a joke. If anything, no. No, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> what do you have against the IRA? No, nothing. I just know so many Irish people now. Yeah. That's it. Ethan Barker, who came on for a United <clears throat> States of right. episode from Ireland. Mm-hmm. And he was everyone all I could works, think about. Whenever everyone who Rory works was in a screen. bar in New York mm-hmm. is Irish, though. So Yes. Yeah. Was um was that guest from Ireland phoning in from Ireland? No, he was no. in Joey's apartment. Oh. Yeah. He lives in New York. He went to Marymount with us. Oh. He was in um he was in the playwriting program and the creative writing program, but he was like a year or two behind us. And I met him in playwriting and we would like bond talking about Jerry. Mm. And then Kenny Finkel would be like, This guy sounds like a terrible teacher. And we'd be like, No. <laughs> no, he raised us. He raised um, us. He raised us. Anyway, sorry to get um, 
off topic. Yeah. Okay. Um, so while Sue is running for Congress, um, Kurt decides to run for senior class president. Yeah. Because Brittany tells him that he's a unicorn, which is a horse that has done good deeds <laughs> and gets a horn. And he's like struggling with his gay identity in a way that I thought was pretty interesting where he's like, yeah, I'm gay, but I want to be able to read as mask enough to play the lead roles, which is mm-hmm. admittedly like lead roles are so boring. So boring. they really are the worst. Just the way they also treat the roles in the show. Like Maria is not the only role in the show mm-hmm. and Tony either. There are multiple parts. Obviously Anita was going to be Santana. Um, but like, like I don't know, like what is this obsession with the lead? Maybe it's because I played a lead and you know I got it all with my sister. Well, because it was so high stakes. Like everyone was trying to get their best application. So like, yeah, was... whatever. And, and like, there are only thing. there are only five roles in this version of West yeah, Side Story, according five to the names list. posted on. The, and one of them is <laughs> the police officer who doesn't have any lines. Yeah. He literally is that not Kurt in gets the show. Cast as. Yeah, he's not in the show. There's a song with his name in the title, but it's not even. He has like two lines. It's so stupid. I mean, I guess and what he was made Kurt going to play five Bernardo? Five. I think. Yeah, I think who, Kurt who would even be... plays? I don't think that they cast Bernardo. No, they do because they do. Well, the it's West Side Story show guy. happens in the middle of the episodes that we watched. Oh. Adina's not in it. Okay. It's the fifth episode. I was so happy she wasn't. Oh in wait, it. I think that I actually watch. watched that episode, but I forget I, who Bernardo was. I forget too. I know that Anita is Santana. Yes, and then Mike... Mike Chang is Riff. Blaine is Tony. Maybe it's like Sam. He's not there yet. No, Sam oh, isn't he's back not yet. back. Is it Tina? Maybe Puck. <laughs> is it Tina? It's probably. Oh, it's Puck. Puck. It's Puck. Because um, they do America, right? Yeah. Okay. God. I mean, in the movie, Bernardo was played by a white guy and Rita Moreno played Anita, so. Oh, no, I know, but Puck just doesn't have any charisma. And Bernardo has to be, like, oozing charisma. Like, Bernardo and Anita are the sexiest people in the entire musical. Like, they're the ones that you want to play, especially if... sexiest... Teenagers. Especially it especially if the show is doing the uh the correct version of America, which is the one where Bernardo and Anita sing to each other instead From of Anita the movie. and yeah, and the instead girls. of Anita and some random other bitch who never appears again. I d I don't know. I mean I agree with you. I think that the shark boys should be in America too, but a lot of yeah. people are purists and they don't think so. I just think it's better for Bernardo because Bernardo like doesn't have any songs and you yet know. we're supposed to be upset when he gets killed. You're, not, you're telling me I played a shark in a Jewish Community Center production of uh, West Side Story, <laughs> so I wanted to be in America, but I wasn't allowed to be. Ugh. Thank God I didn't have any lines. I remember seeing the shitty revival of West Side Story where half of it was sung in Spanish. With Karen Olivo? Yes, in like ninth grade. Yeah. Half sung in Spanish, no subtitles. It is simply a deterrent. Like, they didn't even it's have like the show titles. doesn't. It's like, no, it's like the show didn't want you to know what was going on. And then they did that weird, like, gritty revival right before the pandemic where they cut I Feel Pretty because they didn't want audiences to be, like, happy at any point during the show. True. And it was, like, yeah, that was, like, controversial. They also apparently had, like, blood raining. Oh, no. No, they didn't. They that, had. <laughs> that director did that interview from the bridge. Oh, my God. 
And then I think that they had like a sex offender in the cast. No, um, he like, yeah, he like uh, abused. Oh, it was this guy who got like expelled and... from like uh, the ballet because he was yeah. sharing oh. other ballerinas nudes. Yes. And then he was Bernardo. And then they were like, mm-hmm. people were like, please remove him from the show. And they were like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Oh that yeah, right. I remember that. Was that wasn't that in like Lincoln Center or something? Yeah. Uh, no, it's or was it on Broadway? It was Broadway. Yeah, it was on that theater by the Late Show because mm-hmm. I walked by oh. it anyway. My favorite part of the West Side Story subplot is how only about half of the Glee Club has any idea what an audition song should be. Right. Mm-hmm. Because, okay, I was so mad at Kurt. Because he's so, so concerned mad. about coming across as masculine enough to play Tony, which is a valid concern. And then he's like, in order to show them how masculine I am, I'm going to show up with a Barbara Streisand song <laughs> and do the entire thing in like the highest possible range. Mm-hmm. And then Everything was like, the scaffolding that he brought in to perform on. <laughs> like, how? My dad and his friends built me this audition scaffolding. I loved that. I was thinking about that also, like, <laughs> Is Kurt's voice even in the range of Tony's part? Because it's like... You know what? I heard that Chris Colfer's real singing voice is actually, like, lower. But Ryan Murphy just had him singing in his highest range because, like, that was the character that he wanted Kurt to be. I feel like I remember hearing that, like, Kurt was not initially in, um... Ryan Murphy is so stupid. Ryan Murphy... like wrote sold developed a whole pilot around a glee club forgot to include a gay character until chris colfer auditioned for Artie, and then he was like yeah. oh that's right and then he wrote well, the character of kurt for chris oh colfer the first season is very like whitewashed and straight washed compared mm-hmm. to the rest of the show because like mercedes is there kurt's there but they don't do that much yeah. santana doesn't speak the only thing they do with Kurt is have that single ladies thing yeah. in the first season. And it's only about like Rachel and Finn and, and Quinn being pregnant. Right. I think that maybe because it was a network show mm-hmm. and I'm just speculating right now. Um, I think that before this, Ryan Murphy had only had one network show before and that was popular, Nip-tuck, right? which... Well, Nip Tuck was FX, I think. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. And Ryan Murphy's last network show got canceled after 13 episodes. So he might have been trying to play it like safe during the first season. I forgot what networks were. (laughs) I remember when Glee first came out texting like all my friends because they played the pilot like two nights in a row or something in case you missed it. And at... I remember my friend Chris watched the first night and told me on the lunch line the next day that I needed to watch it. He was like, this is exactly the sort of thing that you would be into. So I turned it on and I like texted all of my friends and I was like, you have to watch Glee on Fox. Chris Minifo said it was good. And my friend Christina replied to me and was like, I try to stay away from the Fox channel because I'm liberal, but I'll see what I can do. And I was like, it's not Fox News, it's Fox. That's how I thought, too. I was like, how is Glee on Fox? Yeah. <laughs> like, you can watch That's Glee at so 9 cute. and then watch Fox News talk about how bad Glee is at 10. <laughs> Something we can all agree on. Um, Maybe it was a psyop to make us hate gay people. True. I mean, I, I do hate Kurt a lot of the time. Uh, but 
we don't need to do we need to unpack that I don't know I think he just <laughs> makes poor choices I think that he's a lot more sympathetic than Rachel for sure oh 100 percent everyone I is. I identified so much with Rachel as a child which was a real detriment and <laughs> I don't I, identify with any of them that's no, why it, that's it's harder good. for me to rewatch it because I can't plug into any of the characters I guess yeah which characters? I mean, I identify. What? Oh no, I was going to ask Brandon and Lily which characters oh, yeah. they would be. Oof. I feel like when I was in high school, just because I was like, I feel like I was watching. What? Well, when did this season come out that we wa- were watching? Like, when like we were... 2011, 2012. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like I was going through like a very similar um, time because like I was applying to schools and trying to be like ambitious and beefing up my. Like, and just being kind of, like, competitive. So I feel like I You thought... were high school valedictorian. So you were very much, yep. like... Well... Into the resume, well, into the transcripts. Yes. And I also was just trying to, like... We also had, like, a small... Like, I feel like my... Because um, I went to, like, an acting school for half the day. Or whatever it was. And... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like it was high stakes, like Glee Club is. And like, I feel like I identified with Rachel because I was like, oh, she's going places. But now that I look back, I'm like, she is so horrible. And I hope I wasn't anything like her. Yeah. I mean, now that you mention it, I do identify with the like theater, whatever school storyline, of course, because that was very high stakes. But I think it was portrayed so insanely on Glee that. I don't know. It's just always so funny because it's like there's either there's one school you get to go to or that's it. You're never going to be a star. You're, you're never going like, to leave your hometown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Or you can either run your stepdad's auto shop or you can be on Broadway. There's <laughs> yeah. there are two, two options. <laughs> yeah. um, it's just. Uh, and then the whole. Um, the whole, I guess like going back a little bit, the whole Mike Chang thing when he comes out to his mom as like a dancer or he oh I'm like God. first of all how did he learn to be so good at dancing if he was never put into dance yes seriously they don't and know that he all, dances when he's mm-hmm. like mom the only thing that makes me happy is does a twirl in the air <laughs> yeah and she's yeah, like this. me too <laughs> this is what yeah. I feel like myself stupid I feel, like, I feel like it honestly is such a different show depending on what age you are because when I watch it now I laugh all the time even at the serious parts because I feel like it's satirical but when I was watching it when I was younger like I would be like crying every time I watched it like so invested and like even I remember Santana's like coming out that we watched like I remember thinking it was like I mean it is so sad but like I thought it was so just, I just remember it being so powerful and watching it now. I'm like, okay, that was a really good scene, but it wasn't like show something. I think you believe in the show in a different, like you don't, yeah. I don't know. It doesn't, it feels more realistic when you're like younger, mm-hmm. but it's also adult material in a way. Yeah. Yeah. There the were jokes so are very many, adult. There were so many jokes that flew over my head as a kid in the pilot when Rachel's trying to puke and she says that she doesn't have a very good gag reflex and Emma's like, that'll come in handy when you're older. Just had no idea what it meant as a 14 year old. 
I was like, that's like a Emma would say that. Say. But right, like, and that is so not Emma. Yeah. Bizarre. They always tell jokes at the expense of their characters. Mm-hmm. It's very strange. Yeah. Um, There's little to no regard for continuity. It's all based on like, oh, would it be continuity. funny if this person said this? Which I love. Mm-hmm. In a way, a lot of the time it reads, and I think that I said this for the last episode, but it reads as like a, an hour long sitcom. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is why I think it. There's is a reason weird. sitcoms are not ours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I also think that I mean they probably needed a little more more time because of musical numbers, but um, like the consistency is never there. My biggest issue with Glee is it's so chaotically structured. Yes, <laughs> an episode will have an A plot and a B plot and a C plot probably, but you never know which one's which. You never know like what's important, what's not important, like major things happen and there's no anticipation built up for certain things. There's way too much for other things. You know what I mean? It's like the plotting yeah. is so bad. And then it's yes. like, why are they having an election for senior class president like halfway through the school year? Yeah, yeah. They talk about this election. Why couldn't the election have happened when the musical happened? And then the musical, the entire stage musical happens Right also, away. and then also, the election, week, the election all, campaign lasts like ten years. Also, like neither Rachel nor Kurt have done any community theater at any point, what? right? Ever. Like all they do is sing. I mean, Rachel of- teaches tap at the Jewish Community Center. It says on her resume, which I paused when uh, oh, it appeared. Oh. I'm like, you're telling me that you didn't play Cinderella in the JCC production of Cinderella. I want to see that scene, too, where she does that. <laughs> yeah, me too. Also, like, <laughs> no, yeah, it's ridiculous. I, whatever. Why are we, why, why am I getting so worked up about how poorly Glee is plotted? I've been knowing this for years. It's but fine. it's it's so good. I, you know, I, I appreciated all those simultaneous crazy things because I feel like it all led up to every character having to make a moral and ethical choice about what was most important to them. Like Rachel gave up her spot because they had a bat, like everyone had to win something. Everyone lost something. Mm -hmm. Quinn just stuffed the ballot boxes for Kurt to win. Mm -hmm. After she randomly ran for like half an episode, which made no sense. No one's gonna vote for Rachel. Nobody, like the whole, th- like nobody likes Rachel. Like the entire school hates Rachel. So why does she think that she could win an election? Also, and why she's is no very... one running besides the Glee kids? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the hockey guy, I guess, who has like two yeah. lines. I I loved Finn's arc in this season, which is just, he keeps on like being, being mean to people and then apologizing really <laughs> earnestly. <laughs> Like, I love Finn. I love, he, Santana keeps fat shaming him. <laughs> yeah. non Genuinely, like, it makes me, well, Jane Lynch said in an interview that you could tell who Ryan Murphy was mad at based on, like, the veracity of the insults that were leveled against their characters. Oh, my God. Jane really? Lynch said that? Yeah. Yeah. That's like when that huge takedown of Kurt happens uh, in like later seasons. Santana. Yeah. From apparently Santana. Kurt, 
Chris Colfer was like crying on set because he's self-conscious about his teeth and she was like going after his teeth in the monologue and apparently Naya Rivera was like hugging him and being like I didn't mean it I didn't mean it while how they were dare they use her for that purpose that is so fucked I know I know so, and the amount of times she calls Finn like like fat shames him I was just like like at one point I think after the second or third episode I looked up Cory Monteith shirtless because I was like am I crazy like he's not I don't know and then they apparently he's shirtless on the show at some point because they yeah, showed him walking down the hall and he's Leave. shy about being shirtless yeah mm-hmm. yeah he's one of those t-shirt pool he's people. like very yeah. fit yeah. i was like where did this santana joke come from it's so strange. So Santana is just endlessly fat shaming him. And eventually he just follows her down the hallway and starts screaming, well, when are you going to come out already? Uh-huh. Which was <laughs> yeah. iconic. And it finds its like, way don't, into a... Like, don't fat shame somebody who knows that you're a closeted lesbian. Well, <laughs> that was really on Santana. That's That's true. Yeah, and then it ends up in a campaign ad for Sue. Oh, yeah, because in a one-sentence explanation, she's, like, the niece of somebody who's running against whoever. Overheard Finn shouting about how you're a lesbian. So now it's in an ad. Yeah. On TV. Yeah, and And Santana freaks out. And Finn There's a whole episode called uh, Late... I Kissed a Girl. Well, yeah, but the whole Finn's lesson, he merges the glee clubs to do a whole week of Lady Music Mm -hmm. Week. Oh, my God. Oh, and wait, by the way, that episode, I Kissed a Girl, directed by Tate Donovan, who played Jimmy Cooper on The O.C. Wait, Tate Donovan? Yeah. He's in Damages with Glenn Close and Rose Byrne. He is so good. He also voiced Hercules. Really? Mm -hmm. Oh. I love him. I love him so much. He did this interview on, um, he he was on the Andy Cohen show Mm. and Andy Cohen asked him which of the teens on the OC was the biggest diva. And he just very genuinely was like, you know, in the first season they were all really sweet, but then they became famous and every single one of them became unbearable. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I'm in love with you. He's probably everyone on Glee too. Yeah, I Kissed a Girl was an iconic episode. Um, Finn takes it upon himself to make it up to Santana for outing her by bringing her the trouble tones and new directions combine because they need to comfort Santana about being outed. Not Britney. Not Britney. Well, I don't think that. Uh, I think Has that Britney just been is openly like... by for a while. Is that? Yeah, implied? I don't yeah. think she cares. Okay. Yeah, she's just. You know, oh, oh, in I Kissed a Girl, I think there's a deleted scene that I saw on YouTube where Santana comes out to the rest of the Cheerios and and then and then she sits down and Becky's like, I made out with a girl once. And Brittany looks at Santana and goes, it was before I met you. <laughs> Can't oh. imagine why they cut that scene. Oh, my, my God. God. Wait, did you watch yeah. it? Did you find yeah. it? I mm-hmm. want to see it so bad. Oh, my God. I'm going to. I'm going to send it to you guys. Um, yeah, the the sexualization of Becky in season oh. three is very troublesome. After Shu yells at Quinn uh, and calls her a train wreck. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which I love. Um, Becky's I mean, leaving is. and 
and she's like, that was really sexy. Like, when does that happen? It's um, it, it's when Sue comes in with the video camera and she's like, Quinn, tell Mr. Schuster about how he ruined oh, your life by having yeah, you join yeah, Glee yeah. Club. Yeah. Yeah. And I like when and Becky um, says that shoot Mr. Shoe is sexy. Yeah. Yes. Oh god. Which is like, I just feel, I just felt so horrible. Like, don't, don't, don't like make an actress with Down syndrome deliver those lines. Well. And there's that scene, it might be in the first episode, which isn't included in our thing, but like when Santana and Becky are fighting and Sue goes, I am so aroused. Oh my god. Oh yeah. <laughs> I always I mean I do like when Jay Lynch is always like, I am so horny with anger right now. Yeah. <laughs> god. They're also all her so Cheerios, her budget it's just so funny to me. Like every time they talk about how she's been, she's like a $4,000 pom-pom budget. I'm just mm-hmm. like, what is this school? It's incredible. It's um, the best place. Oh, so, so Finn um, shows up and he's like, we're going to perform oh, yeah. all songs by women this week. And he writes lady music week on the whiteboard. And he's like, Santana, we all support your choice, which is iconic. We also get a look into Sue's little black book of past lovers, and we find out that she fucked Vladimir Putin. Putin. Mm. <laughs> Wait. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Of course she did. And Johnny Cochran of the OJ trial. Um. Also, how about back to Mercedes? How about that dream girl scene? Oh, my favorite thing. So psychotic. That was so random and weird. And they all just start performing. Like, so weird. She's, like, mad at Will. And she's, like, this is after she says, I've outgrown you, I think. And then the entire cast of Glee reenacts um, It's All Over from Dreamgirls. Yeah. But they, like, change a a bunch of... They change a bunch of the lyrics to like suit it to their situation. I think that at one point, like Mercedes is like telling Puck about his pool cleaning business or something. Yeah. (laughs) They also like refer to everyone by the care by their own names, except for Mercedes, who they call Effie. Yeah. Effie. Yeah. Every time, like, did you ever clock calling her Effie on this show? Did you clock the scene in the bathroom when uh, in the last episode we watched where um, Mercedes like, I'm telling you, I'm not going. Oh my God. Hated that. Loved it. Just kidding. I loved it. Um, So I think we've talked about a lot, but I think we do still need to talk about the return of stripper Sam. (gasps) Um, Right. Oh, and then Blaine slut shams him. Okay, oh, so yeah. not, the whole thing bad. is very slut shaming. It's very Blaine is a, It's a very, very badly written storyline. Blaine is a swerf. Um, a swerf. <laughs> so a swerf. They, sex work inclus- exclusionary radical feminist. Oh. <laughs> so Rachel gets suspended because she stuffed the ballot boxes to make Kurt win senior class president. So she's not allowed to compete in sectionals. And everybody's like, oh, my God, we're not going to win because we don't have Rachel. And I'm like, girls and gays, this is the best thing that could have possibly happened to you. Like, Rachel could not refrain from over singing if her life depended on it. No. 
hate her as Maria. Love how Leah Michelle did an interview where she was like, I do. I I was so upset when I found out that I couldn't play Maria in real life. Because she's not Puerto Rican. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could, Sam. I could. um, Especially now that you're blonde. The world just isn't ready for me to play Maria. (laughs) Hopefully this by the end of this year, it will be. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it and I'm going to change all the lines to suit my own pattern of dialogue. Mm-hmm. I feel pretty. Oh, so pretty. During a girl like that, I'm just like, I need to stop. Seriously, stop. We were talking about Trouty Mouth. Oh, yeah. Then they get, yeah. They go get Trouty Mouth from. He is stripping in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. I think he was homeless last season yeah, a little he, bit. He was yeah. pretty yeah. homeless. And then his, his parents are like, you really want to be back in Glee? All right. Yeah. And then back. they they let him live with Rachel or whomever. Um, and then he comes back and he tries to teach the Glee Club some stripper moves yeah. so that they can win sectionals. And Blaine is like, well, the difference between you and me is that I'm not for sale, which is disgusting yeah. and extraordinary. Yeah, I also like let's talk about how they brought him back um because they needed him and then he had like one line he didn't do anything thing. and they weren't <laughs> even being sexy they were doing jackson five yeah also not to mention like the whole reason the treble tones were ever created was because everyone didn't want to be with rachel anymore mm-hmm. so instead of going and having this crazy storyline to bring sam back like santana mercedes and Brittany could have all just went back oh yeah that would have before True. the sections yeah no but True. they just had to have them lose and they also yeah. just needed to bring sam back well yeah. i guess i don't know what happened with that i guess he was probably filming something else just for like a few episodes but that was what weird, right has yeah. any of them I have, the bio no. have you ever seen him in anything else he's briefly dated emma watson Wow. Yes, I saw that. Emma Watson's manager was like, we're going to get you together with one of those Glee kids. <laughs> I am. Um, oh, and when Santana comes in and goes, welcome back, Lisa Renna. <laughs> and she like reads <laughs> from her She book like reads all these books. insults from this little book. That was funny. I like that. Because I feel like insulting oh, his mouth isn't bad. Like, it's his mouth. It's like, there's nothing yeah. wrong with that with a big mouth. Yeah. She's like, oh, what? Are you done with your job of polishing fishes' heads in the in your mouth? What was that one? <laughs> Baby's heads. Oh, and opening pickle oh, yeah. jars with your mouth. Yeah, oh yeah, God. yeah. And I... they also like bring up the fact that apparently in his one previous season on the show, he dated every single girl in the cast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, and then he like pledges to get Mercedes back from her loving boyfriend. Oh, yes. You guys, like, they last for a very long time. In Mercedes, the show. Like, Mercedes' five, boyfriend, he's so cool. He's so supportive. He's so yeah. supportive. He tells her that like she's a star and she's like, nobody's ever said that to me before, which is so heartbreaking. And insane. And wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, because everyone always calls her a star. Oh, yeah, that's I'm true. I'm sick of her <laughs> acting like she's not celebrated at every turn. I'm sorry. <laughs> She got to sing bust, bust the Windows out of your car. That's true. That was a fantasy sequence, though. Yeah, I mean, 
I don't, I've never wanted to be the main star of any group that I'm in. Yeah, neither. Whatever. I'm, I want to be top four, but I, I don't care if I'm number one. I mean, you know I would I mean? much rather, if I were to go to like a solo concert of Leah Michelle or Amber Riley, I would oh. much rather go to Amber Riley. For sure. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, I feel like in the Glee Club, you know, hierarchy of Rachel and Finn, Mercedes is definitely number three in the character world you know what I mean like mm-hmm. at least the way they go about performing oh yeah things. I mean she gets all those she get pretty much you... gets all the solos that don't go to Rachel yeah so I mean I don't know it's not like she's yeah. like Tina which thankfully Tina gets to sing at most the of ABC most of ABC every and every Tina has the, time. Tina's part of the cutest couple yeah so at least she gets oh. that Tina and Mike Chang yeah mm-hmm. I love the firm stance against interracial dating that the show wow. takes in season Oh, yes. Three. Yes. I also oh. have to say, like, there's no possible way. New, like, I love them, but, like, there's no way the New Directions would have won that when they started the show with Mike and Tina singing. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's just no possible no. way. No. And yeah. also, way too, I'm sorry, way too many guys. Like, Way too many guys. Rory shows up in his episode and they're like, this this boy has an amazing voice. We found our new star. And then he just disappears for the next (laughs) few episodes. Sings that green song. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. So um, are there any plot threads we haven't made fun of yet? Or Um, I just want to say that Puck's mohawk looks like shit. Puck looks like shit. Yeah, I don't know why I remember him. Like when I was like a teenager, thinking he was like Puck. so cute. Yeah, yeah. And I now I look at him, him and I'm like, you look like a forty-year-old. Will Schuster too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I never Sam, I thought I Will Schuster was taught in high school. <laughs> so I'm gonna check myself into a facility. Well, it seems like you still do because he's <laughs> once we're done TikTok. here. He's all over your TikTok. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Please, no more. Will and Rachel, I really wish that the show explored their weird relationship more because Will, like, seems to be annoyed by Rachel in the first season and then after a while just completely nonplussed by her. And he's like, yeah, I actually will give every single solo to Rachel. And I will give in to her demands no matter what because it's going to cause conflicts within the rest of the Glee Club. And I think that that's interesting. Yeah. And they don't really go, I was kind of surprised that Blaine, like, I know Blaine, this is his first, like, season as, like, a main character, kind of. Kurt forces him to transfer to McKinley. I also love how in this show, anybody can just transfer to any high school that they want to at the drop <laughs> at any, of the hat. At any time. Yeah. Well, and then after this, when they graduate, half of them don't, half of them are randomly juniors, which they kind of put a lampshade on um they're like oh mm-hmm. by the way half the cast is not graduating just in case and then yeah. um Brittany gets held back you know sam gets held back because he was homeless um yeah Brittany gets held back and then aces the sats my favorite other thing that is just not it's like so the sectionals have such strict rules that if you're suspended like Rachel, you cannot perform, but you can't, if you are not enrolled in the school currently, you have <laughs> the entire year, you can, in fact, perform with yes. the right. So true. The plot holes. There's oh my a whole God, the, the plot details. holes are their own plot. The plot holes really? are their own plot. On really? the like, 
on the fan run glee wiki every episode has like an errors section with at least like five continuity errors per episode and it's not even it's not even like easily missable errors it's like in the last episode, Adina Menzel said that she couldn't find any work in New York. In the next episode, she's talking about all the success she had in New York. Like, just <laughs> nobody was keeping track on any level. It's like, you know, when people, um, like, how it's so hard to get every question wrong on the SAT. So to mm-hmm. get a zero, you have to be brilliant. Like, that's that's the Glee creators. Yeah. <laughs> to get this many plot holes and errors, like they, they had, had to be doing it on purpose. It's a yeah. true testament to the power of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Do oh, I was, I was dead um, at New Direction sectionals when they went into control. When Quinn just starts it off by going, this is a story about control, my control. Oh my God. And she's like looking so intensely at the audience and she's borderline, like her eyes are almost like rolling up into the back of her head. I love her nasally voice. She is so bad. Sue tells her that she has a forgettable alto. Uh, Very true words. I just kind of love that half the cast kind of can't sing. I know. Yeah. It makes it so charming. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel like they should have leaned into that more, but they needed to sell records in the first episode of the season and she's terrible, but then she becomes back up for, I really feel like she doesn't really speak ever again. Yeah. She has like one line every couple episodes. Mm -hmm. Well, doesn't she start? Well, I won't give any spoilers. Wait, doesn't she what? Doesn't she date someone? Yes. <gasps> Who she did she date? Arnie? Yes. Oh yeah, my god, Arnie. I love that. Yeah, they're cute. Well, and Rory and Artie fight over her. Oh, oh my god, Rory! I love how they started the new Glee Club for like paid for by her parents, and then she becomes a backup singer and doesn't care. Yeah, and she just doesn't <laughs> yeah. care. She's like Adina was hired from new york to be a vocal coach for sugar <laughs> i'm trying to see God, i feel so like awesome. i feel like rory said something oh my god when finn gets rory to join glee club and says that it's gonna keep him from getting bullied oh well yeah they can't commit to that either liar at, at alternate times they're the most popular kids in school and that most of the time they're getting thrown things at so true yeah and when figgins tries to suspend santana for slapping finn and she's like mm-hmm. well what about how we keep getting slushied and finn's like that's not on the list of things you're not allowed to throw at people i love figgins though i love him He's so, so much funny. how about when he was like when he got the check from sugar's dad and he was like wipe away we can get toilet paper again I was like, ugh, prediction. <laughs> Creepy. Amazing. Okay. Uh, are we ready for awards? I am. I, yeah. I truly, I think so. So much of this was a fever dream. I can't even think yeah. of anything else to say. Yeah. <laughs> There's just so much to say. It was like, a the lot. The plots are endless. Thank yeah. you guys for watching six episodes of this. 
I thought that it we would be hard to get through, but it was not at all. It flies. It, it was flies. pretty reasonable. It, it flew. It flew more than yeah. I thought it would. Yeah. It was definitely so. not as hard as unbelievable. Oh my <laughs> <No>. god. <laughs> so here in the Tony Awards, we give three awards. Oh, I just hey. killed a bug. Ooh. I'm sorry. With your bare hands. <laughs> With my bare hands. Yeah. That's so skillful of you. <laughs> I know. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so here okay. on the tony awards uh we give three awards to each and everything we watch the first of which is best prop so lily what was your best prop okay i'm realizing that my best prop is part of a storyline that we did not cover so we missed one um i said it was the sex fireplace and blanket that both finn and rachel and Curtin blaine attempted to have their first yes oh. sex experience in front that, of oh that wasn't in the adina that episodes. was uh that was the episode like between um that was the intermission episode oh. <laughs> between adina's first three episodes and second no three. i'm no, glad you watched all oh my god How it Treat no, because that that episode was iconic. The way that Artie no, is oh student God. director of West Side Story, he, they give him an ounce of power. He immediately becomes like a sexual predator and demands that <laughs> Blaine and Rachel have sex so that they can play the lustful characters of Tony but and that's Maria. That's a very accurate like high school theater director. That's what happens. Thing to do. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's so a very it, it's a very college theater thing as yeah. well. And then Beast and, Emma, Beast and Emma runs away. And then Artie approaches Beast the next day. And he's like, why did you run away when I started talking about sex? And Beast is like, I've never had sex. And Artie's just like, oh, why not? Yeah. like, like What oh is it with all these God. virgin uh, teachers on the show? That's like a whole recurring. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah that is. Okay. Uh, well, I'm sorry that my prop was... <laughs> <laughs> no, I loved your prop. No, it was props awesome. to you for watching hey. an extra episode. Thank you. Well, my backup was, even though now this one is more costume, but Kurt's turtleneck. That was like oh, the Jake jacket. Hated it. I, oh my god, that's the worst thing I've ever seen. Oh my god, and well, he wore a, awkwardly a button down under it. it. Yeah, disgusting. That was so disgusting. Okay, uh, Brandon, what was your best prop? Um, I wrote down that Sam was the best prop mm. because they, <laughs> he literally did nothing and he was pulled from his home in Kentucky to, so they could win. And then he had no <laughs> solo or anything in the whole performance. Yeah. What about you, Jake? Um, mine was the, uh, the coffee pot that Coach Beast was doing their lipstick in uh, i know in the final season coach beast oh transitions God, into right. a man and i don't really know transitions into a man <laughs> wait coach really? beast, yes and unique oh, coaches yeah. him as a uh, unique comes back to coach ghost beast on his trans in journey so anyways wow. in season Three coach pieces doing lipstick into a coffee pot. When, Ryan, uh, Ryan Murphy in, is transphobic. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, it's fine. Um, Anyways, the, I liked I liked the image of Coach Beast being like, huh? <laughs> like holding <laughs> coffee pot. <laughs> Slash all the food that Coach Beast is eating throughout this entire 
Always like either a whole chicken or creamy pasta. Creamy pasta. Oh my god. <laughs> The chicken with extra chicken added into mm. it. Oh, oh God. So good. Uh, oh, no, my... wait, no, wait. Can I have another beast related prop? Is it what I'm about to say? Is it beast related? Yes. I was about to okay. say the turducken. Oh, no. Because <laughs> it's the return of turducken as a prop from United States of Terra. Yes. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Well, I was. Oh yeah, finish what you're gonna say. No, I was gonna say what was yours. I was gonna say also the Polaroid of Sue kissing. Okay, boyfriend. that was one of mine. She's <laughs> <laughs> just like looking at the camera while kissing. That was one of mine. That was so scary. <laughs> just little compulsory heterosexuality things. Oh. Uh so Lily, what was your best Adina moment? Oh wait, did you have your best prop? Yeah. Oh. It was Sam. Oh, sorry. Um, my best Adina moment, sometimes I like must admit that I skip through the musical numbers mm-hmm. because I just can't take them. Yeah. We did that today. But when Puck sang Melissa Etheridge. Oh, oh God. Full skip. <laughs> Absolutely Full not. skip. Full skip. But my favorite Adina moment was when she did the you and I mashup mm. with Mr. Shoe. I thought she was so cool. She sounded great. Um... I love that they make her do Gaga on this show like multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's and been I just like love time. that song. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Brandon? Um, I think my favorite Adina moment was um, she's when she's giving Quinn kind of like a final monologue, I believe. It's Quinn. It's not, or is it Rachel? She's talking about how fast you're. Quinn, I think. Yeah, Quinn. And it's just like really emotional about like, you know, like just to not grow up too fast and everything goes by so fast. And I just thought it was super, like, I feel like everything she, she's like the most realistic actor, weirdly as like a guest star, but like everything she said seemed so much more realistic than the rest of the cast. Yeah, (laughs) very true. But yeah, she was, it was nice. Yeah. Uh, my best Indina moment was in one of the first episodes, Quinn is like yelling at her and being like, you're not Beth's mom. I am. And Adina like says something to her. I forget what, but it makes Quinn cry. And for a minute, it looks like Adina's about to give her a hug, but then she just walks away and the scene ends. And I thought that it was so funny. <laughs> she literally, Adina yeah. like doesn't give a fuck about anybody besides Beth. She's so mm-hmm. like, she's just like, whatever, it'll work itself out. It's she's just <laughs> not concerned with anybody. What about you, Jake? I like the scene when it's kind of hard to explain, but like Quinn is like, well, Quinn is on her vendetta against, against, um, Adina. Another great prop is this book that she plants in her house. It's called, um, Basics of Baby Sacrifice. <laughs> um, but. <laughs> she's like walking down the hallway and they like look at each other directly in the eyes like oh yeah <laughs> and Adina's just like mm. and Quinn's like mm. and I'm just like I don't know I, I laughed really hard it's extraordinary hard to rivalry describe that. Yeah. Uh, the next award is a custom award so Brandon what was yours um, mine was most chaotic television character ever going to Quinn for this season mm-hmm. I we already discussed all of it but that was my first award i thought and the upcoming 
wheelchair storyline as well. It's yes. like all in one season. Uh, Lily, what about you? I did most inappropriate song choice for um, I Kissed a Girl as Santana's <laughs> coming out song. <laughs> yeah. Yes, not quite it. Yeah. Uh, Jake, what about you? Um, mine is um, most quotable character, obviously goes to Brittany. Um, oh. I have a few written down. I love um, early, first episode we had to watch, what's the capital of Ohio? Oh, who's the president? <laughs> well, I am. And then <laughs> when she's at the student uh, president debate and she goes, on Tuesdays, I pledge to go topless. <laughs> and everyone then- just cheers. She's getting like interviewed about her campaign at one point, and she goes, "Rachel Berry is on MySpace, which makes her unfit to lead." <laughs> I love Britney. She also, I love her. She shuts down Finn so well when he calls her an idiot. She just says, mm-hmm. "That's mean and that's bullying, and I won't stand for it," and walks away. Mm-hmm. I love, love her. her. Uh, my custom award was best face. And it goes to Santana for looking so pissed off whenever Blaine is singing. <laughs> Literally. She hates thing. that boy so much. And I live I, for it. I always watch Santana and also Quinn in um, the group numbers because you can tell like the mood of it, whether like, usually they're like happy and they're like, okay, I'm dancing a lot. It's whatever. But sometimes Santana's just dancing, but also going like, <laughs> death glare to everybody also quinn's hair is an honorary best prop too because yes. when she has that bob she's always yeah. dancing like oh, oh. she's not wearing the cheerios <laughs> uniform anymore it's really fun also i did enjoy when finn sang that really slow version of girls just want to have fun Iconic. and then santana started crying and stood up and said and hugged him and then finn just goes we all love you santana i thought that that was so sweet yeah I really yeah. enjoyed it. that's a it. sweet moment for them, you know, on a serious note. I really like, yeah. I really like getting to the moment in a TV series where all of the characters just love each other and you're just watching mm. a bunch of people who generally love each other. <laughs> like when they all sang, tonight. I was moved by that because I remember loving that song in high school yeah thinking about my friends yeah i maybe got some chills today just a little goose pimples just a couple of goosebumps (laughs) a couple uh so wait jake did you do your customer word i said britney's okay okay right sorry so does anybody have anything to plug you have to ask me if i liked it more oh um I'm so sorry. What was your last you have favorite? To ask me was if it Rent? I like it. Oh wait, did we do it for Glee season one? I don't think so. Well, I guess Jake, your favorite <laughs> piece of Adina Menzel media that we've imbibed so far has been Rent. Rent. Is Glee season three better than Rent? Mm, no. Hell yeah, baby! <laughs> Why didn't they do Rent on Glee? I think that they do take did me or leave ever? me at one point. Yeah, they should have done the musical though. I know they should have. And Adina and had Adina direct. Oh. Mm-hmm. It would have been like when Ashley Tisdale did High School Musical on Sweet Life as yes. Maddie mm-hmm. playing Sharp. What? Yeah. <laughs> Do you not that remember that? That show was still running after High School Musical? I yeah. was concurrent. 
It was concurrent, I think. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maddie oh, I got to get my Sharpay. hands on that. She's like, they say I look like her. And everybody's like, no, you don't. And it's like, oh, hey. Oh, and London gets the part. Oh, yeah. Iconic. Iconic. So. <laughs> okay. You guys have uh, to plug? Does anybody have anything to plug? No. no. Awesome. <laughs> That's the end of our podcast. Hail, Hail Payman. Payman.